Let's go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of A View from the Other Side. I'm delighted to be joined by Tottenham fan James Williams from the Cheese Room podcast. How are you doing tonight, James? Oh, I'm doing brilliantly. I just had a lovely carbonara. I've got a glass of very lovely scotch in front of me. And do you know what? This is the first time I've been on this non-Spurs channel. So I'm very excited to be here. Ah, great stuff. So, uh, was, you know, if you can give us any pointers, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> because we're, we're still feeling you ourselves. Um, so, you know, th- I do appreciate you coming on. No and, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, so you are a part of the, the Cheese Room podcast. A massive fan of the name, by the way. Um, being a Fulham fan... The word cheese is something we're affiliated with quite a lot. Um, tell us a bit more about the podcast and how long you've been running. So, um, <clears throat> cheese run podcast, Spurs podcast. We talk about Spurs, basically, if you can guess. Um, we do a few <laughs> shows a week. We've been trying to expand it. We were doing Wednesday shows, in which I was a prominent figure uh, known as James the Scotch Drinker, or the Guinness <laughs> Drinker, on one particular evening. Um, we start at 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. Uh, on Monday nights and Friday nights. I'm not sure what we're doing with the Wednesday show with the Champions League games. But, um, yeah, we just kind of talk about uh, previews for games, uh, reviews for games and transfers and all that sort of stuff. It's usually four people on. And we just kind of have a chat about Spurs for an hour and a half, two hours. Fantastic. And it's been going for a while. I've been doing it for about a year now. So it's going strong. Good. Is this something you enjoy doing? Oh, yeah, definitely. I love talking about football. Yes. You know, if I got invited onto the Croatian second division fan channel, I mean, I could come, I wouldn't know very much, <laughs> but I could come on and have a chat about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't, wouldn't take too long to uh, do some research. Um, <laughs> but no, if, there'll be no Croatian second division chat tonight. I do apologise about that. It would be strictly for them and... <laughs> A little bit of Fulham here and there. Um, so I just want to touch on Ryan Sessegnon. Um, he yeah. was he was loved by us. Um, and Tottenham seemed to have this habit of stealing our best players. Not stealing, I think that's the wrong word to use. Um, just, no, I am going to stick with that. Stealing our best players. Um, what have you made of him so far um, and the progression he's made? Because we've seen, I think we've seen the best of him so far. Um, and because you do have Sessegnon, I do pay an extra bit of attention to Tottenham anyway, and I don't think you've seen the best of him yet. Um, so speak to us a little bit more about Sessegnon as a player for you. The, the thing with Sessegnon that I think has been noticed by most Spurs fans is that he kind of seems to need a run of games to build up his confidence. Because when he first came in, um, you know, we didn't really play with wing-backs, we played with full-backs. And I think he kind of suffered under when he joined um, Pochettino left pretty quickly after. Then we had Mourinho, who didn't, you know, wasn't the manager for him. And then we had Nuno for a bit. He's only really kind of started building up some form under Antonio Conte, who is one of probably the perfect manager for him. Mm. Um, the, the thing I'll say is he's very quick. He's good on the ball, I feel. But he does need that stretch of games to put his confidence up. The, the thing is, he had a good run towards the end of last season, but then he got injury. And it just, he seems to keep getting unlucky. But, you know, he's still young and he'll definitely have game time this season. I mean, Conte's shipped off Sergio Reguilon um, because he favours Sessignon. So he obviously grates him. 
and you know, so do I. So I, I yeah, I think he will really in the next couple years crack on and be probably the player you saw in the championship where he scored was it like 20 goals in one championship season he scored quite a few yeah it weren't far off it um yeah. the, the figure sort of i i can't put my head on the thing my head on the the, uh, the figure itself but i know he scored a lot but he was playing <laughs> further forward for us um and <laughs> one of one of his qualities that i fully has as a player is his reading of the game you know, he, he is quick, he can score. But for me, it is more of the being in the right place at the right time when it comes to Cess. Um, And I do feel that, yes, he plays as a wing-back for you, but if he gets the opportunity to play further forward, you may see the best of him. Um, but you've had a lot yeah. of, as I mentioned not so long ago, you've had a lot of Fulham players like Steve Malbronk, uh, Dempsey, and mm. mainly Moussa Dembele, who I think only we can sort of appreciate just how quality of a player he was. Um, Legend. One of the, probably the most underrated player in the Premier League of all time. Um, yeah. In my opinion, he, he was outstanding. Um, so what have you made of the start, the start of your season so far um, under Conte this season? Um, I don't think we've played well apart from in maybe the second half against Southampton, yet we haven't lost. I didn't think we were particularly inspiring against Wolves, although I was in the pub. So, you know, <laughs> hazy memory of that fixture. In the Chelsea game, I had borderline heat stroke, so um, watching that, so that wasn't fun either. Um, but I don't think in many of these games, even the Forest game, we've played really, really well. We haven't really gone up a gear. Soms looked off it. And we keep grinding out results, and that's really encouraging to me because I think as soon as we start playing better as a team, I think there have been some fantastic individual performances. Um, Rodrigo Bentenko has played really well, um, although he probably won't be playing against you at the weekend because he has a concussion. <laughs> um, and Hoibo played spectacularly um, yesterday, but I'm really positive about it. Ten points is the best start in four games we've had for like a decade, I think. So yeah, we're really and, kicking on. And it's a sign of a, of a great team when you can grind out results when you're not at your best. Hmm. Um, and you do have some quality players there, some match winners. And you're actually a joy to watch under Conte. Um, but he is a serial winner. So since he has come in, yeah. from an outsider's point of view, Spurs seem to have gone to a different level. You know, you've had Santos, you've had Mourinho. You know, since Pochettino, you know, I feel like Spurs under Pochettino, Spurs were fantastic to watch. But mm. then under Mourinho and and you know, Santos, it became a bit slow at times. Um, what do you expect to achieve this season under Conte? Oh, and can you break into it- the top two? Can we? Yes. I mean, Liverpool look off the pace. City looked good, but they looked vulnerable against Palace. I mean, they went 2-0 down. And they're going to be... I mean, the thing they want to win most is the Champions League, City. Hmm. Right. And Liverpool don't look that good. I know they battered Bournemouth 9-0, but winning a game by a lot of goals doesn't mean you're going to have a great season. I mean, in like, two, I think it's 2007 or 2008, we beat Wigan 9-1. And... Hmm. We didn't win the league, obviously, then. So we can definitely break into that top 
two, I think. I still don't think we'll win the league, but I think we'll get a, a lot closer than we have done, probably since Pochettino, or definitely since Pochettino, maybe even further back. Um, I, I, I hope we'll win something, an FA Cup or a League Cup. I don't really care what. I'm 19. The last time Spurs won something, I was, what, five? So I don't... I've, I've, I don't recall a team I support ever winning anything, right? I've seen quite a few semi-finals and finals, and I was at the Spurs Stadium to have, for the watch party of the Champions League final, and I remember being quite agitated. Um, <laughs> that was a heartbreaking night, but uh, yeah, I, think, I hope we can like win something. That would be great. So then all the Arsenal fans on Twitter can shut up about trophies. <laughs> <laughs> that must be really frustrating, um, but. I suppose, let me give you uh, two different scenarios um, and it'd be interesting to see which one you choose. You could finish in the top two um, and not yeah. win a trophy or you can finish fifth and win the FA Cup. What are you choosing? The problem there is is that if we finish fifth, Arsenal will probably finish above us. Um, I'd, I'd rather finish top two, to be honest with you. That's going to make me very unpopular with some Spurs fans because I know a lot just want a trophy. But the problem is, if you drop out the Champions League, you lose the revenue. Conte yeah. probably leaves. Whereas if we finish second, we can turn around and say, hey, look, we're, we're better than one of the two teams that's dominated the league for the past five years. There's no way Conte doesn't get further reinforcements after that. And that's something to really build on. Where I think you can win an FA Cup, but if you don't get into the Champions League, it feels like a step back in some ways or a sideways step. Mm. Yeah, see, Conte is a proven winner. You know, wherever he's been, he's won trophies. And I do think this is the year where, you know, you will see your team lift a trophy. I don't know which kind. Um, I, I do actually expect you guys to go for a good run in the Champions League. I think the, the group you've had has been slightly favourable. Yeah. There's still a few good teams in there. I think Sporting are in there, aren't they? Um. So, you know, I think you will have a good season. Um, but just to touch on yesterday, um, Richarlison and a, a couple of seconds of showboating, which I'm a huge fan of. I put a tweet out yesterday and I said, you know, yes, if the likes of Messi or Ronaldo were doing that, the commentators would have been praising just how good he was. Hmm. Now, because it's Richarlison, Richarlison, he will get, a, you know, his critics. What, what does... Does he sort of divide the fan base um, and sort of what do you take make of him as a player playing for your club now? I mean, <clears throat> I hated him when he played for Everton and before that I hated him when he played for Watford and that's not just because he used to always score against me in Football Manager. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think all Spurs fans have really warmed him. We, we, we seem to have a tendency in recent years to sign South American players who, for lack of a better phrase, are shithouses. You know, we had Eric Lamella, who was never fit some, for some reason, but he loved a scrap. We have Cutie Romero, who also loves a scrap. And now we have Richarlison. I mean, the Kiyaki, the, <laughs> he was just trying to wind people up. I found it hilarious. I mean, there was, there was someone on Twitter, I saw it like 10 minutes ago, who was... Um, saying, oh, he was showing off, blah, 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 blah. He should have been booked for the showboating. And then Richarlison, actual Richarlison's account, just responded with, cry about it, laughing emoji, <laughs> laughing emoji. I, I feel like he's not bothered about it, is he? Um, no. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
his Twitter feud with uh, Jamie Carragher over the last sort of 12 months has been quite funny to watch. But what is, what is the, why is it so disrespectful for someone to do showboating on a pitch? I, I don't get it. They play football. It happens. I mean, if he just stood there with the ball doing nothing, would that be okay? Because, you know, we, we were winning a game, only 1-0. And it was late on in the game, and he was just keeping the ball. I mean, yeah, you can say it's a bit provocative to do what he did, but <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> like, be better, like, win the ball off him, you know? Yeah, don't just go and kick him, because that's, I mean, that's a yellow card in itself. I mean, I'll, I'll defend Brennan Johnson, because he's a Welsh <laughs> lad. So, you know, I preferably, I mean, I'm glad we're not playing them again until... Oh no, we actually played him in the League Cup, don't we? Right, Romero needs to. He he can injure him after the World Cup, not before the World Cup. I don't care. Just he needs to be fit for Wales. But you know, after the World Cup, do what you like. But yeah, it, it was rash. He he acted stupidly. I can I can kind of see why he did, but at the same time, mate, you're a professional football player. You, you know what I mean? The likes Can't. of the likes of Wilfred Zaha has been doing similar stuff like that in in year for years now in a Premier League. Hmm. You know, he, he's just as irritating for me. Um, and I suppose Richarlison's sort of the player you want on your team rather than playing against. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because he I, will, he will feel, irritate the life out of you. Well, yeah, I feel like if I, if I had to pick football players to go to, to you know, if I, if I was in a pub and some massive burly six-foot-six dude decided he would be fancy to scrap with me and I could pick two football players to help me in this attempt to not die to <laughs> Steve from the RAF or whatever. Um, he's probably one of the people I'd pick purely, not for his fighting prowess, but purely because he would piss off Steve so much that he would get bored and leave. <laughs> and I'm guessing you're going to have Romero by his side because he's a, he's a phenomenal footballer. And again, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure we still got hold of Cucurella's hair. I was a huge fan of that tackle, by the way. Um, I think he should have done it even more. Because it's Chelsea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just, oh dear, oh dear. Right. So focusing on Saturday, um, yeah. what, do, what do you expect from Fulham? Um, and what have you made of us so far this season? Well, I think you're going to give us a, a bit of a hard time, to be honest, in that game. Not because I think you're going to be dirty or anything, mm. but I think it's going to be a difficult game because you look decent. I actually don't think you'll trade places with Norwich this season. I think you might stay <laughs> up. If not just because some teams are a lot, lot worse, but I think you're actually decent. I, I You were unlucky to not get something against Arsenal on Saturday, I think. Yeah. You got, you got a good point against uh, Liverpool. On the first day, and you got a good win against Brentford. I'd say you've had a pretty tough opening f- set of fixtures. I don't think you've played one of the quote-unquote worst teams yet, and you're still sitting mid-table. Um, <clears throat> I would also expect to see some changes from Spurs because we have uh, West Ham away on Wednesday, and then the Wednesday after we play, you have our first Champions League game against Marseille, which I think are possibly going to be seen as harder fixtures yeah yeah rightly or wrongly um yeah. i mean it's a london derby in a champions league game you know so maybe you see Son rested or kane rested there's going to be some squad rotation on our part which should make it harder i expect ryan sessignon to probably play 
against you. So, you know, I hope give not. him a nice. <laughs> well, um... <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe he'll play against West Ham and you'll get to enjoy Ivan Perisic, who is spectacular. But I, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a difficult game. I still expect Spurs to win, just because mm. I expect us to win Every game. a lot of games now. Yeah, I mean, even against City. I mean, we beat City twice last season. I mean, Nuno Espirito Santo beat Man City without Harry Kane. I, I think we just always beat Man City. I mean, <clears throat> but I don't think it's going to be an easy game for us. And I think even if you lose, provided we don't, Beat you eight nil or something, which won't happen. Um, <laughs> should still be pretty happy with your start to the season, I think, because you're going to have easier games ahead, and yeah. I think you can definitely win those. So, yeah. See, as a Fulham fan looking at the league at the minute, for me, it's it's just trying to find three teams that are worse than us. Now, I know there's one, Bournemouth. They're they're definitely worse than us. Um, <laughs> he was managed by Scott Parker. <laughs> um, I suppose then it's just finding two others. You know, you've got the likes of Leicester who are struggling at the minute. A lot of people say they have a bit too much quality to go down, but I think that too much quality is a bit of a myth. Um, I think Everton will struggle. But there's, there's a few teams in and around there, which I think someone will go down that's not expected to go down this season. Um, and I do think Leicester could fall into that bracket. A big well, shot, but... When I was giving predictions on who I thought the first manager to be sacked this season would be, I said Bruno Larger. And I feel pretty vindicated so far by that because Wolves have been awful. They have been really awful this season. They have, yeah. If they if they don't sack Larger, they, they'll go down. They will sack him, mm. but if they don't, he, they will go down. They have been awful. Um, but when I look at other teams, I mean, Bournemouth are going to get relegated, obviously. Leicester certainly could, <laughs> but I think... With both Wolves and Leicester, they'll sack um, their managers. So they might have a bit of a bounce after the World Cup sort of thing. Mm. But it's hard to predict how players are going to come back from the World Cup, you know, because you're going to be... It's, it, within the middle of the season, it's an unknown quantity, plus they're going to be playing in the Qatar heat. I, you know, I think Southampton are all right. To be honest, I think at the beginning of the season, I did kind of predict, I think I did predict them to go down, but mm. I kind of rescinds that prediction. I also predicted Leeds to go down, so I looked stupid. But Because um, <laughs> they were awful, and I don't rate Jesse Marsh at all. No, but, neither um, do I. And they lost their two best players as well, in Phillips and Rafinha. Oh. It, it, well, yeah, and they've somehow managed to look quite good. So, fair enough. Although they, um, they have beaten Chelsea, so it is hard to see just how good they are, because Chelsea are awful at the minute. But they seem to play well against you. So <laughs> I suppose it's hard to sort of fathom exactly how good they are this season, yeah. Chelsea always play well against us. I don't know what it is. It must be something they eat before they play us. It's, you know, in the same way that City always shit the bed before they play us, or in a Champions League game of high importance, they always choke. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea always seems to just bloody sharp against us, and it's incredibly annoying. Um, yeah, I think a big team will go down. I think Bournemouth will obviously go down there, like, possibly going to be one of the worst Premier League teams we've seen since like Derby right they are awful <laughs> and it's going to be someone else at least you never said us from a few years ago because <laughs> I wouldn't have had any arguments if you'd have mentioned us um... <laughs> well it's fine if you go down it'll just come up again next season anyway so it's fine I don't know I- I'm fed up of going up and down and the thing is yes people we're starting to get the nickname Yo-Yo but what people don't realise is we spent, you know, 13 years in the Premier League consistently. Um, 
And that's whilst you were taking our best players off us. So, you know, we've held our own for a long period of time, but this season it looks like we've got a manager that knows what he's doing. And just going back onto Bruno Large, if Wolves do sack him, and I do think they will, I'm in agreement with you on there. The Portuguese contingency has got me starting to get a little bit worried um, because of Marco Silva and Boamorte. They have the um, Portuguese connection. Um, yeah, just, just keep an eye on that if they do sack Bruno, yeah. Bruno Large. Um, but I'm hoping, I'm just sort of imagining it. And hopefully they keep him and they carry on losing games and keep dropping points because it's good for us. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, um, I, I, have no, I have no issue with them going down. They play horrid football. So, yeah, bye-bye. It's just a bit boring to watch at times. They have some great players. But they're not the greatest of teams to watch. They're like a they're like they're like a Jose Mourinho team without winning anything. That's what they're like to watch. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much spot on. Well, you know, if if they had if they had a few more long balls in there, you can sort of even add Sam Allardyce teams into the mix. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're going to sack Larger and they're going to get Sean Dyche, aren't they? That's what's going to happen. Oh, what a combination that is. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'm going to ask you for a score prediction. Um, as right. I said, be as honest as you want. If it's 8 0, it's 8 0. Um, but one thing I will tell you is I know Sun hasn't scored yet for you this no. season. And if he doesn't score against West Ham, you're already 1 0 up because he will score against us. Um, so the 0 0, if that was what you was going to say, you don't need to. It's definitely at least 1 0 at the minute. Um, I think something like three-one Spurs. I reckon. I mean, we we tend to concede, although we haven't conceded in our last two games without our best defender. So maybe we won't. Um, but I think we'll still probably win. I think it will be fairly tight as a game as well because we'll come off the back of a London derby. And I think if we sort of go two-nil up in around the 60th minute, Conte will start to take off Kane and Kulusevski and those guys because it's gonna be wary of the fact that we have a game in a couple of days after that. Um, and also you have an extra day's rest than us <clears throat> prior to the game because you play on the Tuesday, whereas we play on the Wednesday. Hmm. So we might be start a little bit lethargic, which we have done basically all season, but I think we're better in the second half anyway. Yeah, see, watching Tottenham this season, you know, I think at times on Sunday you showed glimpses of, of brilliance, especially going forward with Sun, Kane and Kulusevski. I think that front three on its day is as good as any in the Premier League. Um, you need to wrap up Harry Kane in cotton wool from September onwards because he needs to hopefully knock Wells out of the uh, the World Cup. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but no, he needs to stay fit for from an England point of view. Um, but he always scores against us as well. So there's two goals at least. Um, but, but no, from from my point of view, I'm hoping we can keep it to nil nil, keep it tight. But for us, we will be competitive in most games this season mm. against most teams. Um, and I think recently when we've played Tottenham, we've we've given a good account of ourselves, and hopefully we can do the same on Saturday. Um, but again, for us, it's a, it's another bonus game. You know, we go into Tottenham yeah. and. 
that you're not the sort of teams that we should be getting points off that's going to matter towards the end of the season. Yes, if we get a point or three, fantastic. Um, it's not what we were expecting. We're expecting to lose, um, let's be honest. But, you know, have, is, there, is there one player other than Mitrovic that you've sort of got your eye on, that you've seen from us, that you'll end up buying at the end of the season anyway? Um, is there oh. someone that sort of stood out for you? Well, I mean, I was going to say Mitrovic, but you said I can't say Mitrovic, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, just, just on Mitrovic, mm. it would, I mean, it would, he'll probably score against us. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if we went in a half-time 1-0 down or a 0-0, because we, we're bad in the first half of the season. I don't know why. Um, to, to, to be honest, I've not watched anywhere near as much Fulham as I should have. But um, is it Cordiva Reed? Yeah. He always looks all right when I've seen him play. He looks Bobby, solid. Bobby Decadeva Reed. He's a funny one. For me, he's not a championship player. When I see him playing a championship, I you know, I struggle to to be excited by him. But when he mm. plays in a Premier League, he's a totally different player. He's he's phenomenal for us in the Premier League, but not so good in the championship. Um, but you, one, oh sorry, go on. You've got the guy, the Pereira guy. Mm. He he used to be United years ago, didn't he? He did, yeah. And he went oh, on loan okay. to a few clubs. He's good. But one player out which I would say to look out for would be Joao Palinia. Um, he's he's phenomenal. Honestly, I even if we stay up this season, I will mm. be extremely surprised if he's with us next season. Um, he's that good. Everyone we've played against this season has already said, you know, take out Mitrovic. Yeah, he's scoring goals. He's Mitrovic is, you know, elite. He's, he's one of, in my opinion, one of the top five strikers in the Premier League. Um, that that's a, you know, a big shout. But Harry Kane is is the number one. Um, and obviously you've got the likes of Haaland and a few other number nines. But Mitrovic will always score goals as long as you give him what he needs, and that's crosses, that's balls into the box. But for for me, Paulinia is quickly becoming a fan's favourite, and I would say keep an eye out for him. Loves the tackle, loves the yellow card. Um, but hopefully, no one from Tottenham's listening to this podcast, and hopefully, no one from your end buys him in January or really end of the season. I'm just going to give Paratici a quick ring. Um, <laughs> I've got connections. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't, please. He needs to stay at Fulham for at least two years. <laughs> but look, I um, I really appreciate you coming on and giving me your time on a bank holiday Monday evening. Um, I believe I am coming on to your podcast on Friday. Um, Tremendous. To return the favour. So if you're there, I'll speak to you then. Um, if not, good luck against West Ham. I hope you beat them. Um, <laughs> yeah, West Ham are a funny one. And... I wish you all the best for the rest of the season, apart from Saturday. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll uh, catch up with you for the return fixture. Uh, I think it's beginning of next year. Crikey. I know. I, I'll be at university then, so uh, I'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, thanks for having me on as well. Love talking about football. And um, I will just throw in a little tidbit. When I was like a toddler, because my mum worked at Fulham, uh, one of the departments I I've have been to uh, your stadium several times as a toddler so there you are what have you made of it I don't know as a toddler when I say so. 
Oh, fair remember. point. You don't remember much. I was, <laughs> I was there. I have been assured I did go there. So, <laughs> See, for me, it's always been the best ground in the world, and it still is. Um, but I think Tottenham runs it close. Um, and I look forward to actually seeing the new stadium. I've been to White Hart Lane a few times. But seeing the new... It is called White Hart Lane, isn't it? Yeah, now. we haven't got sponsor for it yet. Yeah, so once you do... But yeah, um, I've been told good things about the stadium. Um, and hopefully we can lead with three points, but I won't be holding my breath. <laughs> Thanks, James. Have a good evening. You as well, mate. Thanks.